Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Welcome home. In this series so far, we covered how to develop a variety of qualities, character traits and attributes in our children. And I thought it may be good to take a little bit of time to really try to understand how best to approach our children when we are in the process of doing this, just to make sure that uh, whatever our, inter our interactions with them are a little bit more fruitful. Um, and to do that, we have again here in the studio with us, Dr. Go Chiliong, CEO of Real Education. Dr. Go, welcome back. It's nice to be back. Thank you. Now, Dr. Go, as parents, we can easily fall into the trap of sort of imposing our own opinions into our children. Sure. Um, what are the implications of that? Well, I think, you know, as parents, we want our children to be independent. You mm -hmm. know, it's one of the qualities we want to develop in our young people by the time they are 17, 18, 19, ready to go out into the university, start their, 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 their work, careers, uh, you know, families even. So we say that if at the age of 18 or 19, we want our children to be able to make decisions. We want them to be able to weigh options, look at you know uh, pros and cons, and therefore to uh, to make what we call adult decisions that have consequences that are are going to you know have implications for their life. Then we would say they need practice, isn't it? You know, and and therefore if we are making decisions for our children a lot of the times, uh, you know when they are young. You know, um, we are not giving children, I think, the opportunity to therefore exercise their thinking skills, you know, uh, develop ideas, opinions, uh, critiques of, of different life choices, you know, uh, different options in their life. Then I think we are stunting them, you know. So put it this way, I mean, if, if you're not allowing your child at the age of seven to dress themselves, you know, you don't allow them to make decisions about what pajamas to wear or what shirts to wear, you know, or by the age of 10, you know, how to use their time in the weekend, when, what time to do their homework, how to do their homework, or by the age of 12 or 13, what friends to make, you know, then how do you expect them at age 18, 19 to make decisions about which university they should go to? or what career options they to take by the time they're 21, or who to marry by the 20, 24, 25, you know. So I think it's not realistic, you know. In some ways, it's the same with the leadership gap, you know. In corporations, we all complain about, ah, oh, you know, we don't have enough leaders, and why is it that there's a leadership gap, and, you know, nobody is stepping up. But I mean, often in organisations, that's because the top level management are not allowing younger leaders to make decisions. And so when they are not allowed to have ideas, opinions, uh, you know, not allowed to think critically, I mean, then how do you expect them to make a million dollar decision when they have not been allowed to make a five dollar decision, you know? So I think the same logic applies. Definitely. And um, it, it, it takes a lot from the parent side because it's, it's a lot about letting go <laughs> and trusting that your child will have uh, a decision that is actually beneficial to them. Yes. And, and that's why I think the toughest thing about parenting is, as you say, letting go, creating room for them to make mistakes because look uh the the process is the moment you allow children to make decisions obviously there are opportunities for them to 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 you know make mistakes you know uh, uh giving them opportunities to take responsibility for their life means also allowing them to to you know be irresponsible 
and and to learn from what happens when they are irresponsible. And, so I and think live with the consequences. Absolutely. Well. So yes. you you can't you know allow decision making without uh, by taking uh, when you take away the consequences. So I think that's the toughest thing about parenting. But that's why I think the wisdom of good parenting is to say, well, what therefore are the appropriate decisions I allow my children to make at different points of their life. So obviously, you know, I'm not saying we allow children total freedom. By the time they're five, six, hey, do whatever you want. You want don't want to go to school, <laughs> fine, you know, stay home and watch TV, you know, 10 hours a day or play with the computer. So of course not. So I, I think it, it's about age-appropriate decision-making and the fact that, you know, the decision-making sphere widens as they grow up. It's very hard though for parents to decide which is the which is the right ones to let them make their own and which is the ones that we have to impose for them. Absolutely and well that that's the challenge of parenting and, and I think <laughs> I think that's one of the things where parents need to then you know discuss among themselves and discern what's appropriate like, and, and what's not going to threaten the safety and the survival of the child. Right. You know so uh but again it needs to be progressive and it needs to be something that that is purposefully done. All right, so it's it doesn't happen by accident. It's something where, you know, I think the mother and the father need to be in conference with one another regularly to say, okay, look, you know, now our son has turned twelve years old. Okay, what is appropriate? You know, what is the sphere of responsibility we are giving our son, uh, so that they are they are they are able to exercise decision making, uh, you know, in a wider spectrum. And and like I say, each year it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. So for example, I, I, simple example is academics and studies. So a lot of parents, I think, really torment themselves about how much control they have over their children's studies. So as a basic rule of thumb, I say, look, you know, there's no right or wrong, but as a basic rule of thumb from what I've observed, I think by the age of 10, you know, a child can be responsible for, for example, doing their own homework. All right, by the age of 12 or 13, they should really have quite a lot of independence over how they govern or manage their time when it comes to when to study, how long they want to study, how much preparation they're doing. And I would say by 14, they should have almost complete independence, meaning that the parents by 14 years old shouldn't be having to nag them or remind them about doing schoolwork or homework. By 14 or 15, the parents really play almost like an external consultant role, which is, I'm here to guide, I'm here to give advice. Whenever you need help with certain subjects, please, by all means, come and talk to me. But at 14, 15, I'm not going to be reminding you about studying for exams and things like that. So you need to be independent enough to be able to figure out what subjects you need help in, what are the strong subjects, what are your weak subjects, uh, whether you need you know further tuition or support or you want to buy more workbooks, then fine. I mean, you come to us, we give you a budget, but we're going to help you through that. You know. So in the same way, similarly, pocket money you know spy you know maybe from you know a young age 7 8 9 10 that that's more regulated that's okay here's your 10 dollars or whatever it is but i think by the age of 12 or 13 uh, children are old enough to be able to do budgeting so parents could give them a monthly budget and say okay look this is this is your budget for the month now if you want to blow all of the money on starbucks by monday then you need to live with the consequences of the fact that you have no money by friday you know so so i think these are all examples eh, of of what we talked about earlier, which is parents need to, I think, cultivate an environment where the child is learning to take more and more responsibility for their decisions. And so when it comes to the idea of, you know, uh, having opinions and having their own views and values about certain things, it follows the same path. 
You know, as the child grows older, the parents give a little bit more freedom and liberty for the child to form their own ideas and opinions about certain things. Uh, are there any specific tri- uh, tips that you could share on how, how do you go about showing the child that you are, you are respecting their opinions and you are letting them make form their own opinions instead of just sort of bulldozing through and saying, no, I think this is how you should do it? I think, I'm not sure whether there's a certain method. I, I think it's just about letting go. I think All right. I think that there is no, you know, secret formula to this. It, it's really parents communicating clearly and explicitly to your child about what decisions you're leaving to them. You know, so so um, I, I think it's just about clear communication and, and, you know, sitting down with your child and saying, okay, look, from this year onwards, this is the system in terms of your pocket money. From this month onwards, this is the system in terms of your homework. All right, so your mom and I, we are no longer going to dictate, you know, we're not going to remind you of homework anymore. This is the system. You don't do the homework, then you pay the consequences. We are not going to bail you out, you know. So I, I think I think it's about parents making decisions with the child uh, about where their boundaries and parameters are when it comes to uh, responsibility and decision making and and sticking to it you know so so uh, I, I don't think it, it's uh, some secret thing I, I think it's it's basically just deciding what you want the child to make decisions about and communicating that to right. your child and I suppose it goes uh, it goes uh, into building trust and how much you can actually trust your child with the yes. decisions that they make yes. and how much your child can trust that you're not going to intervene and uh, sort of change things for them along the way as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, bear in mind, I mean, giving trust to the child and allowing children more and more say uh, is not inconsistent with the parents still giving advice, you know. So we are not saying that the parents keep silent or, or you know, has no influence or has no advisory or guiding role. But I mean, giving advice and guiding is not the same thing as, as you say, bulldozing the decision. So it's not about taking over the decision-making process, but saying, okay, look, you know, uh, so for example, I think we all agree by the age of 18, 19, you know, at some point the child is going to have to make decisions about, for example, where they, they you know, what they want to do with their future. Do they want to go to university or college or polytechnic or do they want to bypass university and, and start a job, start their own business, you know, go for the apprenticeship. And, and really that needs to be the child's decision. I think most parents would agree. I mean, the parent can't be deciding for the child what you're studying in university or the fact that you have to go to university as opposed to, you know, let's say starting your own business. I mean, the child needs to make decisions about their future. Now, having said that, the parent can still share ideas, you know, so that, that's not a problem. You know, like I said, like an external consultant, the parent can say, okay, look, you know, uh, um, because we love you very much, we care about you. Now, this is sort of my eye this is my two cents worth in terms of I think these are the pros, these are the cons, you know. Uh, I, these are some of my concerns. If if you picked option A, then these are some of the risks you need to be aware of. If you pick option B, these are some of the, you know, I mean, the, these are the risks. So, so I think parents can certainly be there accompanying the child during the decision-making process. We're not saying that the parent cuts out all of their own knowledge and expertise. But that's different from saying, hey, look, you know, we're going to take option C and I don't care what you think. 
You know, so so I think it's a fine line between the two things. And so we're certainly saying, by all means, parents should share all of your knowledge and breadth of experience. Uh, when it comes to, you know, whether it's your child making decisions about a life partner or making decisions about whether they want to migrate to a different country or making decisions about, you know, when they're 14 or 15, whether they, they want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, the, the choice of friends that they have, the choice of habits, the choice of subjects. You know, I think in all of these decision-making processes, parents can still share thoughts, ideas, and in fact, I think that's the honest thing to do. I mean, that's the adult thing to do. Bear in mind with our adult friends, we share opinions all the time. Definitely. You know, I mean, when we, with colleagues, with, you know, with, with, with uplines, downlines in a work environment, I mean, you know, uh, but that's certainly not taking away the autonomy of our friends. So even, like I say, with best friends, with peers, you know, we, we don't hold back when we have concerns about certain things they are doing. So I think in the same way with our children, Look, we are still parents, you know. I, I, I'm not asking us to cut ourselves off or to sub-delegate the responsibility of being parents. So as parents, we certainly have a responsibility to share and to ensure that our children understand the consequences of their decisions. But that's not the same thing as taking away the decision-making rights. And I think, uh, like I say from the beginning, the way to see it is the fact that at some point, our children are going to reach an age where, like it or not, they are going to make their own decisions. And I know it's it's difficult to parents to accept this. And sometimes as parents, it's easier for us, you know, to, to be like architects, to say, okay, look, I want to have the blueprint for my child's life. So I want to determine everything. Everything that they do, the friends that they make, the st subjects that they do in school, the, 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 the interests that they have, the hobbies that they have, even how they look, how they dress, you know, but look, I mean, fair enough. I mean, if you really wanted to control your child, you can. But look, at some point, whether it's 18 or 21, you do realize that your child is going to become an, an adult. So at some point, you're going to have to cut the cord anyway. Now, in a lot of, uh, you know, cases where I've had um, uh, chances to observe overbearing parents or where the parents control everything, I mean, it backfires because then you've got a 21-year-old young adult who has no clue how to make decisions. And, and I'm sure, look, as parents, that's not what you want, you know? And so, you know, um, you want your child to be successful. The one sure way to, I think, you know, um, to, to prevent them from being a successful, independent young adult is, is to not give them the opportunities to make decisions. So, so I think uh, even for a pragmatic parent that says, look, I just want my child to be successful, uh, I, I think this is the way to go, to say, well, I'm capacity building, to use a you know, talent management term, you know, I mean, the way I'm doing it is therefore I'm training my child from a young age how to make good decisions and how, you know, to, to, to like you say, size things up, look at different options and, and very early on to understand that there are consequences for decisions. And all the while, I'm still there as an advisor I'm still there as a parent, as a father and a mother, willing to give my advice, sharing my concerns, teaching them to think like adults. So I've so look, don't worry. I mean, you've always got an influence, but you know, uh, it doesn't mean that you need to have full control over your child's opinions or decisions. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, so I, I think the key takeaway today is uh, mainly uh, just make sure that you communicate with your child. You make sure that you allow them the, the, the space to actually make their own choices, make their own decisions and live with the consequences as well. And, uh, and also, I suppose that's something that we need to start building from a very young age because uh, many people say that, you know, teenage years are the, <laughs> the hardest to deal with because uh, there's a lot of opinions being, uh, being shared with the teenagers and, and all that. But if you build a relationship right earlier on, it would be a much smoother uh, journey Absolutely. along the way as well. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for sharing once again. You're Dr. most welcome. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.